Happy New Year! Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, our first roundup of 2023. In today's episode, we have the awesome Julie bringing us back from our holidays um, to have a great chat about Q5, what did we see and learn. So if you listened to a couple of episodes back, one of our last episodes of 2022 was us talking about that last week in between December 25th and January 1st of what you do in terms of advertising where people have, you know, opened up their presents are thinking of exchanging it or people have gotten gift cards or money for Christmas and, you know, how to best target them to ensure that, yeah, your products get sold. So it's very much a retail heavy period of time where brands are thinking that, yeah, the year is not out in terms of activity and where there could be opportunity for spend and return on investment. So we talk about what learnings people saw, if people did any activity during that time, what they saw and what they plan on using it in terms of learnings for the current quarter that we've moved into or for next year's Q5. So yeah, hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PBC Chat Roundup. Not just any episode, it's the first episode of 2023, so another happy new year to you. This podcast is where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC Chat Live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, and retweet on, that's right, Twitter with my handle, the Marketing Anu, or join us in our LinkedIn group, PPC Chat Roundup. Or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out at ppcchat underscore roundup to get the quotes and snippets from our previous episodes. So today, yeah, we've got Julie taking us on a great topic. I <laughs> I feel it's a bit self-serving to say it was a great topic because earlier today, Julie asked, what should we talk about today? And I advised that we talk about, you know, Q5 performance and how that went. So yeah. I came up with a great topic about for what we should chat about today. Yeah, Julie goes, hello, thank you for joining today. First, how are we doing? And so, yeah, we've got a, f- a few joiners, although quite a few lurked, as well as myself, because I don't do hands-on paid search management anymore. Not many of my clients really fell into this category. I mainly have B2B clients at Marin. So, yeah, it was very much more of me trying to get information from the industry or get our experts to talk about something that they're doing and seeing how that works for other marketers, not necessarily to share my own personal experience. So apologies for that, that I didn't particularly have much to share on this chat, but many people did. Fraser joined us. He says he's tired and his new baby and first day back at work, having mental Diana Alina goes doing good, ready for a fresh start and happy to actively participate to another PPC chat. I said, I'm doing good, still trying to switch on 
for this year, but I do have high hopes for this year overall. I think it's going to be a great 2023. I do believe so. And as Hoth responds saying, not so good today. Headache, feeling cold, stomach ache, might not hang all the way, but wanted to kick off the new year with you all. Oh, bless him. I hope that's not COVID. Someone has already said that they caught COVID. So the whole COVID stuff still out there. So keep safe and healthy, guys. Sarah Steamer responds saying, glad to be not sick. Yep, definitely. Gil Gildner goes doing great today. New year, new weather. Yep. That's a that's one phrase I've not heard of yet. Julie starts off with her PSA as usual, saying before we get to questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community and please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers are, of course, always welcome to. She also reminds us that we do have a PPC acronym page. So if you go to official ppcchat.com forward slash PPC hyphen acronyms you can find out what people are talking about and no one needs to know you looked it up so yes go to official ppcchat.com forward slash ppc dash acronyms so yeah she takes us on to question one saying we talked about strategies for q5 back in november but i will ask again are you familiar with the term q5 I learned it from the last chat that we did about Q5 and the performance during that time. Julie herself goes, I was not familiar with the term, which is defined as the period between December 25th and 31st before our chat in November. And this goes, oh, I see it's definitely a very different time promotion wise than the time up until 24th. Yes, very much so, which is why it was a very interesting topic. Julia Vice goes familiar, but it's not in wide use around me. Technically, right now it's Q4 for public sector. And as response saying, guessing it is one that comes after Q4, making us think about continuity and consequence. Fraser Andrews goes, I get it, but it makes me cringe every time I use it, like when I use the words touch base. Diana goes, I heard of it, but never used it. Gil Gilner goes, yes, Q5 is my favorite time of the year for PPC. So Julie then takes us on to question two. There are six questions today. So yeah, I felt she wanted to quickly get through them, you know, make sure we fit all of them in and we get some good answers for all, all the questions. Julie goes for question two saying, did you do anything special for Q5 2002 defined as the period between December 25th and December 31st? Gil goes, we have a large account which knocks it out of the park every time, every year after Christmas, outperforms Black Friday, Cyber Monday every time. This year, it was around 600% ROAS and around two times revenue year on year. We worked hard on this one. Wow, those are some amazing numbers. Anders goes, done a lot of event-focused campaigns during 2022, Prime Days, Back to School, Black Friday. We set up a three-phase strategy each time, build audience, boost budget and conversion, retarget peak audience, Q5. And I have to admit, three didn't work for us. Ah, uh, yeah. Jilly goes, were you using audiences that you uploaded, customer match, for example, audiences built via Google Ads or Google Analytics? So, yeah, that depends. Julia Vice goes, yes, we did. That particular week is very big for returns and shopping for New Year's Eve. If you have retail partners, turn returns into upsells. And if you have liquor partners, pop them bottles before the 31st. Fraser Andrews goes, yeah, lots of automation this year as the team was off during the period. Ensuring rules and scripts were in place and that we had processes to check in over the period without checking everything 
daily. Julie goes, nice. Did you use any tools for this as well or only rules and scripts in platforms? Fraser goes, only in platform scripts wise have been making use of Neil's Rudiman's SCA, that's Neil's Rudiman, and his mega script lists. Yeah, he's all about the scripts and the fantastic resource too, as well as his newsletter. Julie then answers question two saying, I did not do anything differently during the Q5 period for the brands I work with, but I'm doing all lead gen right now. Ashton Clark replies to question one saying, I was generally familiar with that time of year for advertisers, but didn't know of the specific term Q5 until November's PPC chat. And then we have Ashton Clark responding to question two saying, since most of my clients are in the B2B space or are focused on lead generation, Q5 was very quiet and we didn't run any special ads, campaigns, etc. Sarah Steeman as well responds to question two saying, I would say just making sure all RSAs are set with all headlines, leaning more into automation, which was scary for some clients. Yeah, yeah automation, leaning too much into automation, especially Google automation can be scary. Diana Lino as well responds to question two saying, no, we didn't have any special campaigns for this period. Also, we didn't pause anything. And surprisingly, we had a very good December in terms of performance, better than October, for instance. I got a little bit confused with that answer because she was like yeah we didn't have any special campaigns but we didn't pause anything so technically you did have stuff live for the q5 period but i guess she's talking like not anything that was specially created for the q5 period they're just their continued campaigns and levels of optimization pre-q5 and we have Tim Halloran responding to question two, saying for a few clients, we scaled back and did less spend. For one client, we expanded the abandoned cart campaign to 90 days to increase new customer orders before end of year. Both approaches worked for different use cases. Nothing too fancy, though. And Jilly goes, great to see you here today. Tim goes, yeah, happy to be here. I'm going to make New Year resolutions, participate more when, when I can. I always leave these PPC chats refreshed or at a minimum validated lovely and then we have julie taking us on to question three saying is the q5 time typically a busy time for the brands you work with and in what industry or industries are you working sarah goes yes not only is it busy from a performance standpoint but for planning as well making sure we roll up learning reports into next year's plan gil gelner responds saying it's dead for many of our clients especially tech SaaS, recruitment type stuff but it's always slammed for e-commerce or retailers our biggest clients are usually in some form of e-commerce or retailers during that time yes that's the brands I feel will work out the most Julie goes no for the Q5 period is typically not a busy or high interest period for the brands I work with I do lead gen for B2B and B2C and this is an answer to question three I have had biz in the past where it was a busy week HVAC and plumbing with emergency services needs but not with the mix right now and Sarah goes, oh, with freezing temps, it was definitely an HVAC plumbing busy time in Ohio. And then Diana Alina responds to question three saying, I'm working for SAS and this time of the year isn't usually too busy for us. Julia Vice responds to question three saying, yes, this is a big week in the retail restaurant and alcohol space. In some cases, you want a particular budget for that week, but mostly it's offers and reminders creative. And then we have Sarah responded to question three saying, yes, not only is it busy from a performance standpoint, but for planning as well, making sure we roll up learning reports into the next year's plans. Tim Halloran responds to question three saying, right 
right now is the busy part, the second half of Q5 and beginning of Q1, which is the same thing technically. Lots of beginning of year strategy, new biz starting, January and new year sales, etc. Industries, e-com, retail, software, brick and mortar health specialists and little higher ed too. So yeah, right there with you, Sarah goes. So yeah, Q5 and early Q1 kind of rolls off with a similar strategy. Do you find that to be the same? Ashton Clark goes, no, for B2B, a lead gen, which is the majority of our clients, we keep ads running with the same level of budget so that we can still capture any searches. But overall, Q5 tends to be pretty quiet all round. And then he continues, I should specify that from a client and performance perspective, it's fairly quiet. So our agency also does a lot of planning and updating internal processes during Q5 instead. And Melissa goes, same here for our B2B clients. Yes, that's a good time to put processes in place, the quiet time at the end of Q4. And then Julie then takes us on to question four. Did you see or learn anything in Q5 2002 that was interesting and or expected? Barry Smith responds to that saying people have been more interested in health insurance over Christmas and New Year than any previous month. Christmas Day being one of the most popular days of the year. As Julie says, I find that very interesting. Agvilla responds to question four saying it was much quieter this year with sales than in prior years. Though our home-based product client accounts where we focused on lead gen as their sales team is involved, had their best week of the year during Q5. CPCs dropped 41% from prior weeks and our budgets went further. Gil Gilner responds saying, yeah, Canadians love Boxing Week and buy everything. Yes, so do the UK as well. Dwayne Brown responds saying, sales were really awful this year. Lots of people staying home or not shopping compared to past Boxing Days. In some cases, way better deals during Black Friday this year. Gil goes, interesting, our Canadian client knocked it out of the park this year, probably 25% higher sales than Black Friday, must just be niche specific. And Dwayne goes, yeah, when I said sales, I meant the promotions that brand were runnings when I went online or in store to shops. The deals brands offered were not as good as Black Friday's or past sales as a customer. So people were shopping, but not necessarily because of the sales deals, is what I think Dwayne is saying. Anders then responds to question four as well, saying that, yeah, unless you have a particularly well-suited commercial offering for that period, I would use Q5 to save some budget. I have not seen benefits from retargeting for e-commerce clients in that period. Boost clients in dating and fitness gear instead. And then we have Diana Alina responding to question four, saying not something new, but maybe it helps others Reading this, people still search, even if it is Q5, the world doesn't stop. So be sure to be present. Julia goes, interesting take, more time on phones with time off work? Yes, Diana goes, people have more time now to scroll. They won't necessarily buy off the bat, but you will be top of their minds when the decision must be made in the coming weeks. And Amanda Farley goes um, in response to Diana, when she said people will search, even if it is Q5. Amanda goes, I second this as we still see leads come in on holidays, even in B2 
B2B. Interesting. So yeah, so B2B companies who are like, yep, everyone's on holiday. Let's not do anything. You may be missing out. Amit Kabra responds to question two saying, no, most of our clients are lead generation. So we don't really need to do anything special during this time period. To question four, Stara Steeman responds saying the buying period brought along some of the strongest ROAS periods during mid-December. Traffic is still incredibly high through Christmas, but intent to purchase is hard to predict. It is risky to pull back in my honest opinion. Julia Vice goes, not really unexpected, but very proud of my team from the smooth week. Nice to know that she's proud. And um, Tim goes, that's always the best. Smooth and predictable is underrated. Julia goes, yeah, it's my favorite actually. And we have Fraser Andrews responding to question four, saying revenue of e-com clients was relatively high. Having discussed with clients, the consensus seems to be that consumers are tending to spend more due to the wider poor economic climate spending to forget their worries. Ah, yeah. Gilgilner goes, I think that's definitely true with minor luxuries, which always spikes during economic woes, i.e. beauty products and liqueur. Yeah, when I was leaving a party the other night, on actually New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I decided to buy a Victoria Beckham eyeliner because I've been seeing ads <laughs> consecutively. So I was definitely a sucker for that. Dwayne Brown responds to question four, saying at least for our book of brands, nothing new this year. Sales down compared to last year, which was expected, minus the clients who did better than last year. Ashton Clark responds saying, based on what we saw throughout last week, nothing really stood out in terms of account performance other than some slightly lower search volumes. He continues also to be honest, I haven't had a chance to really dig into Q5 performance yet. Had to focus on some campaign launches and new team members starting today, but we'll definitely be looking for any major trends or shifts when I get to it. So yes, who knows? We'll look out for that. In answer to question four, Amit Cabra as well answers saying, not really. Just because most folk are on a break, it doesn't mean that users aren't searching. So ensuring we're still present is something I'd encourage most brands to do. Then Julie takes us on to question five saying, are any Q5 2022 strategies being carried into Q1 2023? If so, why? And if not, why not? Gil answers question five saying, answering Q5 about Q5, huh? I've learned that the last week of the year always has different behaviors, so it doesn't always carry over into Jan or Feb. And then Julia Vice responds to question five, saying not from just that one week, no, but any data in context does help with future plans and goals. Amit Cabra responds saying no, not from Q5 since we're not implementing any new strategies during that time period. Sarah Steeman responds to question five saying in some ways, yes, we were more fluid the past month. That is because having spent all year working on top of funnel, the performance was there. So hopefully we can keep that going and build over the next year. Diana responds to question five saying, I think anything that performed well in Q5 can be carried in Q1 as well, unless of course we talk about something that is time bound to that specific period and cannot be extended. Also, every learning should be remembered for next Q5 to improve the strategy. And then Julie takes us on to the last question of the chat saying, what's coming up for your brands in early 2023? Anything new you're planning to test or hoping you get the chance to test? 
Gil responds to question six. They're saying we have some brands scaling up, some brands scaling down. I think we're going to see a lot of campaigns tighten their belts and start trimming the fat. 2023 is not going to be a great year economically and advertisers are going to feel it. And then we have Julia Weiss responding to question six saying it's Q4 for public sector. So lots of a ramp up and big spends from my other partners. We're in planning and evergreen mode. And when Dwayne Brown had responded to question five, he said we end all our deals on December 31st or sooner, otherwise really hard to create any urgency. Sarah goes, we did as well. We capitalized on last day to ship, last day to save, etc. But overall, I wish we changed deals during the full month of sales versus the same sale for the full month with a brief, huge sale Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Dwayne Brown goes, cuts changed their copy and image, but it was the exact same sale for the full month before Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So yeah, some people were just repeating their ads. Tim Halloran responds to question six, saying something I've been thinking about lately more out of OTT, or top of funnel and faster deployment, more testing of, of out of home, top of funnel, more consistent evergreen retargeting on boutique social like Quora, Reddit, Twitter, in terms of bottom of funnel, improving clarity in Google ads, too much mushing between funnel confusion lately. Sorry, there was a little bit of me hesitating because Tim used a lot of acronyms in this. But yeah, as we said, if you go to official ppcchat.com or to ppc-acronyms, you'll understand what all those acronyms mean. Sarah Simon then goes, and what Julie Buccini said, keeping in mind the backdrop of the economy is going to be important also for our clients. Figuring out how to test in this AI environment is a new kind of challenging. Um, so yeah, this is into answer to question six in terms of what's upcoming for brands in early 2023. Dwayne Brown then responds to question six saying we will talk 2023 planning with clients in our Jan meetings. We have some ideas. We will pitch them as well. I spent part of last week thinking about clients and what we want to do with them. Um, and yeah, that brings us to the end of our chat here today. Yeah, that brings us to the end. So first chat of 2023, we're fully back. We're back into the groove of things. Julie says, thank you all for a great chat today. Look for the recap post, which will be my episode as well as career.com's blog recap of the chat as well. There will be an audio version of this PPC chat on Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. No, 5 p.m. even um, GMT. So same 5 p.m. on Tuesdays for the Twitter chat and at 5 p.m. on Thursdays for the audio chat to join there on Twitter spaces. So yes, hope you can join us. So yeah, um, I hope you found this talk useful, taking some great takeaways. But if you do want to, yeah, continue the chat, join us on Thursday for any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some corrections on anything that has been shared. Do get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on the handle, The Marketing Anu. So yeah, it'll also be great for any longstanding or brand new listeners to give the podcast a rating or review. Please go to linktree.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup and please remember 
PBC Live UK is happening on the 2nd of Feb. So we're talking a four weeks to go. Still time is going to be back to our, the first location that we had. So that's Accelerator by Shoreditch. So yeah, please come there. There's going to be limited spaces. We're going to be able to sell maximum of 100 tickets. The first time we did that, that we sold out. So yeah, please get your tickets as soon as possible. Just go to bit.ly forward slash PPC Live UK Feb 23, or just go to our homepage, pbcliveuk.com. Obviously, you can also buy tickets from there. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>